For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. I'm number two of the big program for the week. Tony Wink, PJ Duran, Scott Casper with you. Our producers in studio, as always, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, we're broadcast through the facilities of uh, our flagship, which is KXNO, 1460 AM out of Des Moines, Iowa. And, of course, we broadcast on the Evergreen Podcast System. do want to thank uh, PJ for coming back from New York. We missed you. Tony Wink, you were in... Uh, uh, you were at uh, Loretta's in Hurricane Tennessee. Mills racing yeah. in the the uh, old man's class with yeah. a really fast guy named Mike Brown, who we've got booked for the show. You called me and said, hey, what can I do for you special? I said, take your little cell phone up to Loretta's place and put her on the phone and ask her to tell me to get better. <laughs> and you never called back. Somehow the reception has gotten worse <laughs> at Loretta Lynn's, and I don't get it because we'd all pay to have have it work and there's a whole bunch of people that pay they can make i'm sure bring in a, a mobile tower or something yeah. they've had that they have it and i don't get why they don't do that they can make a pie they probably make more money on cell phone reception than they do the racing i would imagine you're right all right it's official adam sanzarello has signed his deal with monster energy kawasaki they've agreed to a solid deal we'll talk a little bit about that later on this hour also uh, you've got the, the release of the new ktm 250 uh, and it's an intro. Talk about an intro. Ping takes a ride on that bad boy. You can find that article, by the way, with our friends at Racer X. Let's go to um, our next guest. Before we do that, of course, he has to have an intro. And this portion of our show is brought to you by Fly Racing and the Light Hydrogen Line. Check for it at a dealer near you or look for it at flyracing.com. Tony? All right. One of my heroes, and I got to actually line up next to him in uh, the third moto, is Mike Brown on the Yamaha and he joins us now after a couple of titles and I tell you what the the plus 40 class didn't see much of Brown in that one but in the plus 25 when I watched that one that was super cool he um, he he won the 25 junior 25 plus class at 47 years old Mike Brown welcome to Pit Pass <laughs> proud of you dude are you there <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm here. can you hear me uh, so yeah, yeah, we hear you, man. Is we're doing a, a bear with us. We're doing a live remote from pole position raceway. It's an indoor karting center. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you're probably better at that than us too. But um, no. <laughs> uh, congrats, dude, on on your successful Loretta Lynn's week. I know it was probably a little easier for you in that 40 class than it was in the 25. But talk about your just your finishes and you know I you know I I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm I'm. I stood yeah. down there oh, yeah. by the mechanics yeah, corner. We yeah. we sat there and talked for a little bit, and you said people give you a hard yeah. time, and I don't really care 
You know, I raced against Ricky Carmichael there five years ago, and he beat me just as badly as you did. And <laughs> you know what? It, I think it validates what we're doing down there. I think it's neat. I hope you don't show up next year. But uh, <laughs> but honestly, I think it's awesome, and I'm 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 stoked for you that you you can still find a home to go racing and stuff. And you just haven't quit, man. I don't have you slowed down at all. I think so. I maybe got smarter. I think I go slow when I need to. <laughs> but no, uh-huh. I, I've had a great week, man. Like you said, it's. Uh, that 25 plus was a tough race, you know. I'm not, ex- I guess I'm expected to win it, but when I look at it, thinking, man, I shouldn't win it, you know, I'm still pretty old in that class, but uh, it all worked out good this week. So when you, when Darren beat you in the second moto, and nothing against him, we all like him too, but yeah, I don't know, maybe because I'm in the 40 class too, you know, I turned 42 last week, I um. And I'll be giving out the address to send cards and money here in a little bit. Uh, But uh, I was kind of like, kind of bummed, like, you know, because you are an old man and you are so good and and you are the guy that we grew up going to the races and watching and and watching on TV, you know, and it's like we – you're still my hero. I still want you – even though I'm lining up next to you, I still want to see you win that class. So – what happened in the third moto? You just put it to him. Did he go down, or I, I didn't see? You were just way out in front. Uh, the, you talking about the last moto there? Yeah, the last twenty-five plus moto. Yeah, yeah. No, I did get this start, and I didn't really want it. That was the whole purpose of like the second moto where he got me. You know, I got the start there, and I was thinking I got a little tight, and he had some good lines on me, and I kind of lost. You know, he was driving good, and I didn't. I wasn't feeling it that race, you know, I didn't feel good on the track. I came in, you know, making the suspension adjustments for the third moto, and uh, at the third one, yeah, I got a good start, and I was thinking, I'm either going to get on pump, number one, or I'm going to crash trying to beat him. So I got a start, and just rode hard as I needed to ride as fast as I could go to kind of get away and not show the lines, not let him get up close to me and put the pressure on him. You know, I did get a start there, and I think maybe he came out third, and I got the a few seconds ahead of him there in that first lap, and I was trying to keep it like that where I couldn't get hunted down there right on top of me. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, just like I said, I rode, I don't know, five, six laps is all I can do, and then, you know, it stayed, stayed about the same there, and then I don't know if he crashed or what. I didn't really hear or whatever if he crashed, and then I kind of got a gap there and then went to the checkered flag, but that was, that was about it. We're talking with Mike Brown, veteran uh, racer, X Games gold medalist back in 2015. Tony, uh, this is a guy that just, and and I don't know if this is what you're insinuating uh, with your questions and things, but um, it's a guy that seems to be made of iron. You know, he just goes and goes and goes. He he doesn't seem to slow down. And and it's, you know, Mike, I got to ask, where do you see yourself at an outdoor national if uh, you're you're signing up and and, uh, you're, you're going in there as prepared as you were for Loretta's same equipment. Where do you see yourself finishing? Mm. I have to qualify first. That's the hard thing at the national now, just qualifying. It <laughs> <laughs> isn't a guarantee, lap. that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't getting a race, I think I could do not too bad. I think, I don't know, I hate talking bad. I'm not talking bad, but I don't want to sound like I'm bragging on myself, but I don't know. I would hope top 20. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't really... I don't know, really. I don't know. Yeah. 
the tracks are different. They're, you know, some big jumps, but I don't know if I could do top 20 or not. I, I would shoot for top 20. Well, the correct sure. answer actually is 16th. <laughs> You're <laughs> a 16th place rider out there, and I, I believe me, I've seen a lot of it on TV. I really know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it right down to 16. Yeah. So I was uh, a good friend that. of mine. You'd be cool, right? A good yeah, friend of mine is Justin sure. Brayton, and he came he came into town and stayed at my place um, a couple weeks ago. There's a thing called Ragbri, and it's basically a bicycle party from yeah. one end of the state to the other. You've heard of it, okay? So yeah, I've Brayton heard of it, came I've in and, and yeah. So we were talking about. He goes, "How are you going to finish?" And I said, "I'm a seventh place guy." And he starts laughing. He goes, "That's exactly what I told everybody that asked. You're going to get seventh. And I went down there and I got eighth. And you were the, so disappointed. I was not. I didn't care, honestly. <laughs> uh, but but the difference between even second place with John and me is a good five seconds a lap. It's a big deal. And and yeah. you, what I noticed when I was up on that podium, I'm going to work really hard. I'm a I'm going to go to a training facility, and I'll probably be able to get a trophy that's at least two inches taller than the one I got this year. And when they handed me my contingency bag, there was literally nothing in it. It's it just was a, a bag. It was a it was an empty <laughs> Lucas oil bag, and I started laughing. And I go, "Thank you so much." Was like, it a plastic bag or it a was a bag? I don't know. It was just. Stupid. I think. <laughs> I think all I got was a GoPro. I mean, that's still a lot. You know what I mean? It is. But there's a lot of stuff up there. I don't know where it went to. But yeah. It was, well, we yeah. we know. Oh yes, we know. Yeah, like you won two classes, you got a GoPro. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, so, Mike, do you do you? Uh, what are your plans the rest of the year? Can you tell us? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, what, I, what I know so far, I'm going this week to Unadilla, then Pepsi Creek, and then Indiana for the 125 races, and then from there, I think I'm going to the Baja Bash, or is that what it's called in Michigan? The Baja Big Baja race. Brawl. Brawl, yeah, that's it. Doing that, and then from there straight to England for the World Vet this Nations thing they have there. Oh wow, that's cool. That's yeah, schedule. That. So you're you're going to Farley Castle? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've have done you done that last one? Two years. It's a great. Yeah, last uh, two years. I won it yeah. last year, which is good. I won the whole thing. I guess yeah. what they said. The was, thing, but yeah, it, it was almost shut down because when Tony Wink kind of ruined it for everybody. I didn't. What do you mean? I didn't uh, do it. <laughs> Farley <laughs> Castle. Hey, they were French. They were giving me a hard time. They, uh, I raced that in 2014, and I had old Frenchy come in hot on me. On a, I was on this, I was on Rory's uh, Team International Air Hammer, the 490s, which is the biggest pile of crap motorcycle you've ever thrown your leg over. I promise you, Mike. And these are like brand new. Keith McCarty totally hooked them up. Was, they're like as good as they were new, maybe better. And uh, old Frenchy runs it in hard on me on the KX500, and I literally stood on his motorcycle while I picked mine up, and they said, you're going to wait. And, uh, <laughs> boy, they take that vet racing seriously over there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You didn't tell them about Brayton and the thing of Bercy. No, I didn't tell them about all that. No. And then uh, the Baja Brawl, you're going to love that. Patrick and I hung out a little bit this week, the, the owner of that place, and they built a new wedding okay. facility up there. It's actually really pretty. And uh, so maybe you can get married or something while you're up there. <laughs> Do and, you still uh, have the flop in the pool or the pond? Yeah, the belly, the, the belly flop. So, you, Mike, you got to camp at the track, okay? You, if, and if you're not planning on that, you need to plan on that. You, you won't believe 
the ridiculousness that you're going to see at this event. They have they have <laughs> 450 pound dudes that they lift up with a like a forklift, and the louder you scream, the higher they go up, and they, it's wow. a belly flop contest. And I'm telling you what, so just don't plan on going to the hotel. You want to find no, a place I, to no. stay. There are small towns nearby that apply for special flood insurance, <laughs> uh, just from the overflow of, from the belly flop contest. It's it's an amazing event, amazing event. Um, Mike, tell tell us a little bit about you as a as a uh, as a person. Tell us, uh, you know, family. To even take us back, uh, first bike you threw a a uh, a leg over. Yeah, I do have a family. I have two sons. Uh, they are sixteen and twelve. Um, Oh, wow. They're not. They they ride a little bit in the basketball. My older son's leaving this week for he's transferring high schools up to West Virginia to play in a private basketball school and doing good for himself doing that. He's he's a hard worker at that. And little ones playing football for the first time ever this year in basketball. But well, the first bike when I started, I think I started when I was like eleven and a half or twelve. I had a little trail eighty enduro Yamaha, silver ones with the headlights, and turn signals. My first bike and. Yeah, I just all started from there, trying to beg my mom to get me a bike. My dad wouldn't let her get me one until I got a certain age, and then it was on from there. So it was your mother. Your your mom yeah. helped you get hooked up. No, that's, she didn't. That's a little different. She let my dad get me one. She no, didn't. No, she was the roadblock. Okay, yeah. she was blocked. She was okay. nervous as like I am. I'm like her. I hate my kids riding motors. I hate it, but I'm so nervous of anything they do, and now I see where I, where I get it from. So you... uh. What's that like for you being Mike Brown and, you know, the bad, the best <laughs> vet rider probably in, on the planet? Um, by the way, do you think you think Ryan Villapoto would have anything for you if he showed up at, at uh, Loretta's next year? Uh, I'll be for sure he'd go fast, probably faster than me. He, I was asking, I was talking to him this week because he hung out all over there when he was with me on Thursday. After I got beat, yeah, he was in there. Making me change everything on my bike, so that's how it all came about. Changing my bike, he's got to do this, you got to do that. He's like my mechanic running around there, telling the mechanics to do this, <laughs> do that, which is awesome. You know what I mean? It was, it was good fun, and then no, that's what I was asking. So you need to get out here with us. And he said, "Dude, I can do three laps there. There's no way I can do three laps here without getting tired." Which probably is true because he don't, you know, he enjoys his life now, which is great, and you know, I don't blame him. But if he came out, officer, he'd be there for the whole twenty minutes. You know what I mean? He could he would train for it. He don't come out there and but not want to win. He ain't going to come out and get embarrassed. Be embar- he's no, not going to embarrass himself. He's going to come ready at some point. Do yeah. you, do you, the, the track there, your lines are incredible. I mean, it's it's uh, you're zigzagging all over the place and, and missing so many bumps that we don't. Um, and then tucking in at the last minute to hit these, the, you know, the and maybe is that something that you learn just being uh, racing – pro level races that get that rough because we don't see a track that gets that rough all year long we have to wait to go to get to loretta's to see that and so that we don't know how to ride them lines and i you know this year they didn't give me an in an infield pass because i'm racing and they said it wouldn't be fair to the other racers like like i didn't (laughs) need need all the help i could get but so i'd watch you the best i could in the 25 from the from the sidelines and you just have different line selection than anybody else, and then I—it's really hard to duplicate that when you you get one sight lap and you haven't seen the track, you know, in a day or a day and a half. Is that something you'd learn? I mean, are 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 pro level tracks 
that rough? They are they're different. Or worse, maybe. So, uh, they are. They are worse. But you know, there they have breaking bumps all the way down the straightaways. You know, they're not like at a national. There's you know, you're breaking different points. You're getting on the gas earlier. It's just a little different there. But like like you're saying, I just for me, it's right like riding the GNCC or a, a course like that. You, I treat it as a, a, a track like that instead of a motocross. I try to find smooth lines here and there. Like you say, I'll ride on the edge of the track route, and then I'll be back in the middle, which I had a good line on the 25-plus last moto of the week there, which I think Durham was beating me a lot. And the second moto is coming to the Ten Commandments around that whole section from the start to the end of the Ten Commandments. I was kind of slow there. And as you go into the Red Bull arch right there, that left corner before the Ten Commandments, I was with the race, the second one, I was going right inside, then staying left all the way, and then outside for the Ten Commandments. And he must have been gaining two seconds a lap on me there. It felt like, you know, I thought oh, I was wow. doing good. And he was about past me the time I got to the end of the Ten Commandments area. That's where he did pass me. But uh, on the on the Saturday, I kind of worked on coming out inside, and, and there must have been, you know, how it was. It was probably 30 runs across that straightaway going down through there. And all I do is come out on Saturday. I've come out inside and just go straight across the ruts, hoping for the best. Like it was like, I'm not going outside, none in this corner down here. So I'm just going <laughs> inside, and I just pull, sit back on the seat and go across probably 25 ruts. It was probably a foot deep, and I would just hope I made it to the inside of the course over there. But it worked out good, and I think it was a for sure it was a fast line. Like it was, I don't think you can went from point A to point B any quicker from corner to corner, and, and that's how I was doing every lap. I, Talk with Brownie, Mike Brown, of course, uh, an exciting race veteran to watch, watch compete or just watch in the pits and see how he does what he does as part of our race community. Scott Casper and Tony Wink, P.J. Duran in the studio tonight. We're on the road at Pole Position Raceway. A little bit of a rough start, but I think we found our way. And I understand from uh, Jack, now we sound good, and we're getting we're getting uh, calls and letters from the girls. Hey, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so I have to ask you, Tony. You took extra time this year, and Brownie, you'll like this. Uh, he, he took extra time this year to build an exact replica of the section of the of of uh, Loretta's. Oh, uh, the Ten Commandments, yeah. Ten Commandments. Did that help yeah. you this year? Uh, no, I did them the exact same way I would have done them otherwise. I, <laughs> I took the inside, doubled all the way through, and then tripled out. And Brownie would come around the outside and touch twice, which is... <laughs> Otherwise known as walking on air. Yes. Yeah. It's such crap that I uh, <laughs> ha- have to race Mike Brown. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, no. Yeah, you're. We did. We did build a, a Ten Commandments section at my track, and uh, for sure, just like for me, you know, Mike, I've lost a bunch of weight this year. Yeah. That's made a big difference. But I, I didn't. I, I was not prepared. Like you know, like a, yeah. there's, there's just in. You know, I went down there. I raced a whole bunch, like, the last month before Loretta's. But, like I said, you can't find rough like that. I mean, I'm doing fair races. And and yeah. it's really fun because I'm relevant in the A class, right. you know, against 20-year-old kids again. That's been really fun for me because I'm, you know, because I'm. You I, get to race. Yeah, and, I've, and I'd ride the open A, plus 25, plus 30, plus 40 every single weekend. Mm-hmm. I did 58 laps at my own racetrack the last race we had. And then went to dinner, you know, I wasn't even smoked. Yeah. But there's six-minute races, or, you know, eight-minute yeah. races versus, 
20 plus minutes. two and, and pretty heat, pretty good heat and, and that rough, you know, maybe I need to go do some off-road because I really enjoy that. Maybe that'd be. I'm not putting you in a, 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 out the desert and let you find your way home. Just with like a pocket yeah. knife and a flashlight or something? Pocket knife, flashlight, yeah. and a yeah. cup of water. Yeah, maybe, maybe that. Brownie up against the clock. Who do you want to thank, brother? Uh, you guys, Tony, and all the guys have me on there, Yamaha, you know, FXR, um, shoot, all these guys, Dunlop, Alpine Star and Oak Creek, Dunlop, is, you know, they've been supportive for me forever, but, uh, no, it's all been good, you know, I love going down there, I'm not sure if I will be there next year yet, 100%, but, uh, yeah, we'll see, I've got some different things in the works here, so, <laughs> I can't say much, but it's... Oh. A big change. So it's, uh, <laughs> when, when you can, let us know. We'll have you back on. Yeah. So how many weeks, Mike, yeah. before I got a, I can book you again and we can talk about that? Because I, you and I were talking uh, about that. Been and I'd be, I won't say we've been teasing it. A couple weeks, two weeks are probably all it's Yeah. Ooh, okay. it's, it's a big thing. All right. So it, it'll change up a lot. It is a big deal. I think it's going to be awesome. All right. Yeah. Spaghetti eating contest? It is not no. a spaghetti eating contest, mm. but I have a funny story for you off air about <coughs> well, hang spaghetti. On. Remind me. Hang on to that, Jack. Hang on to the music. Mike Brown will send you to the pits. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you, brother. It's uh, been announced. Thanks, guys. And here we go. Uh, Cole Seeley has made the announcement that he is indeed retiring. Good for him. After 11 pro seasons, Cole Seeley has made the decision to hang up the boots as a great it were. career it's great a big career. deal to, to retire on your own terms i'm i'm really happy for cole i'm and i know you know he's he's affectionate toward us being on the show as we are of him being on the show but uh it's it's it doesn't i don't know that i'm surprised by it no it's just dude looks so young <laughs> still you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but um some of us age well and some of us don't 29-year-old competitor. I'm the ladder. 16 <laughs> rounds of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championships, recording three heat wins, finishing seventh in 2019 in the standings for 450. He recorded overall finishes of 14, 10, 11 to the first three rounds of the 2019 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championship until he suffered an injury during practice leading into High Point National that knocked him out of the championship. The shoulder injury coming only a year after Seeley suffered a season-ending injury at 2018 Tampa Supercross when he missed time to a rhythm section and suffered a fracture to both his pelvis and tailbone. And my gosh, you know how bad those uh, things can hurt. That would not have been fun. I'll quote him from his statement without being too melodramatic. These past two years have been very difficult. Last year's injury was severe and very tough on me, both mentally and physically. I can only guess. I fought hard to return this year, but it was much more challenging than even I anticipated. Now, with the recent shoulder surgery and shoulder injury, it's just another setback. So there we have it. We'll par- paraphrase just a little bit. But we, we, we wish Cole not only uh, good good luck in your retirement, and yet I know you're not going to go far, brother, but we want to thank you for all the many races, all the twists of the throttles that uh, you put together. Cole Seeley, retired August 1st, 2019. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. The program continues. More guests in the uh, wings. Barry Karsten set to, uh, and scheduled to join us. We'll have Mark Bennell back on talk a little bit about what's going on out here. Tony Wink will continue to regale us about his uh, rather exciting week on the road at Loretta Lynn's place in Hurricane Mills. Stay tuned. It's Pit Pass. Hi, this is Doug Henry. 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.